Greetings, my dear listeners. This is the 10th episode of QA About ESL podcast. On my filmmaker journey, I met many talented people, as well as fascinating life stories. Cyril Lumboy, one of the most talented people I know. She is a student and staff at Saddleback College, as well as filmmaker, producer and fashion designer. Right now she is working on her project Oh My Sai, where she is sewing face masks and she is very creative with it. You can check this out on her Facebook page. Just find her group O-H-M-Y-S-A-I. Okay, so my name is Cyril Lumboy and I'm a Saddleback College student and staff. And originally I was from the Philippines and I moved here in 2012. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also documentarian, right? You also have your oh, yes. documentary mm-hmm. production. And also I heard you have a, you had a TV show, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did have a TV show. Um, it was around 2015. Um, it was more of a different field. It was in... I was doing indie, independent fashion and uh, mm-hmm. what do you call this? A a network reached out to me to talk about my, I guess, to document my life mm-hmm. doing fashion shows in uh, popular anime, popular culture, usually anime conventions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Very, very much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, tell me first, uh, what is your story of learning English language? Oh, English language. So for those who do not know, English is actually an official language in the Philippines. Um, it's, it's, so we have Filipino as the official language and then English as another. So we have two official languages. Mm-hmm. I primarily learned English during my, you know, they start really early over in the Philippines. So just ele- actually uh, kindergarten, that's when you begin. Mm-hmm. And of course, elementary slash grade school, high school, college. Um, I learned most of it from, I guess, from my school. But the thing is, in the, living in the Philippines, you are actually exposed to a lot of, uh, you know, pop culture coming from here in the States. Mm-hmm. That's why if you watch a lot of shows, you kind of learn from the shows mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's interesting. So, and uh, how you how you practiced uh, uh, English uh, those time when you were in the Philippines? So basically, you had a chance to hear language uh, in TV shows or somewhere. But uh, mm-hmm. did you, did you have a chance to practice, like speak, talk with the uh, um, native lang- native uh, uh, persons, or maybe with the other students, or how it was? Oh, okay. So in terms of practicing English language, it happens primarily in the schools. Uh, we have a separate, I think sometimes we even have two English classes, one for one for writing and one for literature. Mm-hmm. So even at a young age, we are exposed to, you know, reading, writing, grammar, literature. And um, I remember during these classes, you're not allowed to speak Filipino. You have to oh. speak in English. So that's it's it's a forced way of uh, practicing English. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's interesting and really really effective. To be honest, <laughs> I think. Yeah, it's, and yeah. what's funny is, what's funny is I think in my grade school you even actually get a punishment for for slipping into Filipino, slipping into a Filipino word. 
So that's why you need to not only speak it, but you also need to have a good grasp of the vocabulary. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you're fine. You're like you're fine. I don't know what a peso mm-hmm. for every Filipino word you say. So English is such an important language in the Philippines that you know everyone is, especially in schools, it's expected that you participate in the uh, what do you call this in practicing it. And some classes even require you to do oration and declamation. So you memorize a piece Mm -hmm. and then you basically speak in front of the class. That's usually for uh, grade school. And then high school, sometimes you get to even write your own speeches. And this is part of the public speaking classes. It's it's cool, really cool. So uh, after school, uh, after high school, how it was uh, in case of language? So did you just learn it from practice uh, next or uh, h- how it was for you? I mean, university or something? Mm, so outside of school, mm-hmm. we have, you know, if you have, if you watch a lot of TV and you have cable TV, Of course, the shows are usually from imported from the United States. And of course, they are in English. And, you know, it's actually hard to to remember now how, you know, what do you call this? How one starts speaking English because it's so natural to be taught English mm-hmm. at a very young age. So you have the school, you have pop culture, you have TV shows. It's just a mix of all these things that sometimes... I even know I even know other people who just you know started TV shows and then learned from school. It's mm-hmm. a mix of those uh, of those two things. Mm-hmm. This is very interesting because uh, as I learned from my uh, last previous uh, episodes, so I interviewed different people and uh, many of them mentioned that uh, Eastern culture, Eastern uh, style of education, it's more about memorizing and Western style of education is more about practice. And in your case, I mean, in Filipino case, it's kind of a mix of both. It's it's really interesting yes. and mm-hmm. intriguing. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, go ahead, go ahead. You want to tell something? Um, yeah. So apart from, you know, apart from memorizing, The thing is, you are taught grammar at a very young age. Mm-hmm. So aside from writing, you need to practice that grammar and speaking. Mm-hmm. So you just cannot memorize it. You basically need to understand the rules. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is kind of sad for me to admit, but a lot of Filipinos are very particular with grammar grammar <laughs> rules that sometimes, uh, you know, sometimes they tend to be, as we call them, grammar Nazis. And... <laughs> It's a thing that when, you know, someone someone speaks in English and it's wrong, people tend to, like, of course, kind of shame them into saying, oh, your grammar is wrong, blah, 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 go back to school. So it's a huge deal. It's definitely a huge deal knowing, not just knowing English, but knowing proper English. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool. It's really cool. It's kind of the pressure of society, right? <laughs> yes, <of>. yes. <laughs> yeah. Because English in the Philippines is associated with uh intelligence or even class so mm-hmm. there's this dynamic of you know knowing and speaking english mm-hmm. yeah it's interesting how it's uh, all like connected um so in general was it hard for you to learn english uh and if yes uh how exactly oh well it was not hard right <laughs> i don't because i used to well when i was younger i i liked reading a lot of books oh. so that that really helped mm-hmm. 
and it's even <laughs> now that I'm uh, now that I'm like remembering for some reason because English is so you know I guess forced on you it's a lot easier to read English mm-hmm. than it is to read literature in Filipino I mean mm-hmm. as embarrassing as that sounds <laughs> it's the truth so because yeah we had a lot of literature reading even at a young age and we hardly had any Filipino like local authors local books mm-hmm. so sometimes Filipino could even get so deep that it's hard to understand and it's easier to understand English. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's understandable, yeah, in this case. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so is this uh, is there a crucial difference between the um, Filipino language and English language? A cultural difference? No, uh, uh, I mean, gr- cultural or grammar, mm-hmm. I mean, in language, exactly in language. For instance, uh, in Russia, we have uh, two words for saying you. Uh, and uh, it's always confused me. So, uh, and mm-hmm. uh, something like that, you know, some details about le- Filipino language, basically. Mm-hmm. So, at the top of my head, what I could, what I could recall is that in Filipino, you don't have a, it's not gender based. Mm-hmm. So he in English we have he or she. Mm-hmm. In Filipino we have sia. So it's mm-hmm. like basically that could be a guy or a girl. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. So that's mm-hmm. one thing. Mm-hmm. And it tends to like when you're speaking in Filipino, it tends to be how do I uh oh for example in uh an action word, a verb, mm-hmm. in Filipino the subject is implied it's like it's already there for mm-hmm. example this one word kumakain mm-hmm. basically it says that someone is eating but mm-hmm. in english you say he is it eating mm-hmm. but in filipino it's just kumakain so it's mm-hmm. you know it's for some reason the subject is already there so you don't have mm-hmm. to separate the subject and then the verb mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's it's interesting even even uh, for me like for a Russian person it's really uh, intriguing because uh, we have more strong uh, like separation between um, um, between gender like we always mm-hmm. like pointing who coming so we, we have uh, not only words which uh, describes the person like she, he or she but we also if every time when you say you saying go. Um, you know who who go goes so oh like, yes yeah. yes uh-huh. so <laughs> men or women so it's kind of yeah and it's really interesting <laughs> that in Filipino you have like this uh, like you don't have even this uh, like in English because for yeah me, we don't have the distinction with gender yeah it's interesting uh, so um, tell me please uh, how English language integrated in Filipino culture you already mentioned that but can you mm-hmm. go deeper like what uh, how often um, like just mediocre Filipino okay. m- meets Eng- English language kind of so professionally uh, academically career-wise knowing English puts you in a, I guess puts you an advantage versus you know not knowing English well Mm-hmm. So that's definitely, we really have a bias towards people who could speak the language well. Mm-hmm. And in terms of pop culture, um, yeah, a lot of, you know, again, a lot of the TV shows over here are imported over there. So it pays to know English. And um, of course, I mentioned about the shaming. Mm-hmm. It's 
we actually have a term for it. It's called smart shaming. Mm-hmm. So anyone who knows English is automatically considered smart. Mm-hmm. And sometimes there's there are two ways. There are two ways of uh, what do you call this interacting with people who know English. Mm-hmm. Either you know, either you praise them, so it's like okay, mm-hmm. you're really so good. But then mm-hmm. usually we have smart shamers. It's like once you speak in English, people tend to humiliate you for being smart so it's it's kind of weird right because on one hand if you're not good in grammar Mm -hmm. people would correct you Mm -hmm. and then you are considered to be a grammar not and then the one who corrects you is considered to be a grammar nazi Mm -hmm. but then on the other hand if you're too good in english Mm -hmm. then it means you're part of the elite Mm -hmm. that people almost shame you for being an elite Mm -hmm. so that's it's very uh, it's very fun uh, not well it's fun to see mm-hmm. and at the same time it's kind of concerning because mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's again a reflection of class mm-hmm. yeah and it's interesting because english language it's like kind of not filipino language so uh, uh when people who lives in Philippines and uh, for instance not go to us or other countries where english is the first language so uh it's I don't know. It's so it's it's kind of uh, like lang- English language lives its own life in Filipino, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another thing is, um, I'm not sure if you know. It's like whenever you say Filipino, automatically people think it's nurses, you know, like <laughs> Filipino nurses or caregivers. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the advantage of you know being hired as a nurse or as mm-hmm. as a caregiver is that because in the Philippines you're taught English. So it's easier to find jobs abroad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's understandable. I, I actually watched the uh, show. It's it's culinary show. I don't remember what is the name of the host, but he's very famous. And uh, it was the one C one episode in Filipino, and uh, it was music band. They all talked speak uh, speak uh, English, and they talked about the culture mm-hmm. and all this. So it it was really interesting how. Uh, it's, interesting to see how they doing this and they they uh their uh, dream was like to go to us to become a very popular yes, um, yes everyone's music. dream <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> so do you think uh, in this case do you think that filipino culture is less important for on filipinos i mean oh uh, if it's thus important yeah yes if it's does i mean is it uh, equally important on its or it's more important than English I mean uh, American culture hmm. let's say so right now I think with the you know with the internet I'd like to say that people are well Filipinos are exerting more effort into preserving or into studying Filipino mm-hmm. language and other languages so it's not just Filipino but the other because uh, you know, Philippines is an archipelago, and then it's divided into regions. And actually, each region has their own language. Oh, wow. So now with the internet, with the online resources, everyone is trying to revive, like, old languages. Mm-hmm. And in a sense, it also helps people reconnect with Filipino. So I'd like to say that now people are more, uh, what do you call this? They are more dedicated into learning the language and mm-hmm. into preserving and sharing it. Mm-hmm. So there's, you know, there's a rekindled, a rekindled pride in Filipino. Mm-hmm. No, it, it's, it's, I'm glad to hear it because uh, I think 
uh, the culture is very important. I mean, each culture, uh, each country it's, is important uh, and culture is can, can influence mm-hmm. other cultures in a good way. So, yeah, I think to keep... Oh, yeah. also, mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you're familiar like with the memes. Not necessarily memes, actually, but uh, lists. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you have these words that are listed as not having any equivalence in English. Oh, So it's always interesting. interesting to have a lot of Filipino words Mm-hmm. not being uh not having an english translation so mm-hmm. there that's another way of you know revisiting or rekindling mm-hmm. the uh uh the learning when it comes to filipino mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's interesting yeah uh so uh tell me about how how no knowledge of the english language influent on your uh personal life no, not personal i mean on your life in general oh mm-hmm. i think one of the uh One of the common things upon, you know, uh, moving here is that people will say, oh, how do you speak English so well? And it's it's almost uh, assumed that I grew up here. So that's one thing. That's why I kind of, okay, I'm glad to have had that kind of, uh, that education when I was younger. Mm-hmm. So it's, it was a bit easier to adapt here. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, basically English has, you know, I'm, My boyfriend's actually half Japanese, half Peruvian, but we speak in English. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's good. Mm-hmm. It's the little thing that we take for granted, you know, how much you know, how much English connects everyone, especially here in the States. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely agree. Yeah. I'll... And Rima, you're Russian. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm Russian. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and we know each other and we can talk and uh, all this. Yeah, it's it's great. I I mm-hmm. think it's it's great. It's the magic of uh, English language that you can find the friends mm-hmm. from different countries and uh, oh my gosh, I love it so much. I mean, I I love this yes. uh, cu- cultural difference but in the same time like o- one language and it's it's beautiful. Uh yeah. So tell me about your show, your TV show a little bit more. So uh, Oh, okay. So this was some time ago. Uh, it's with the uh, Asian American Network Mixed TV. And basically, they uh, followed me through my life as a designer, where we, where I and my team would go to anime conventions doing these fashion shows. Mm-hmm. And again, that's, I guess that's, again, one thing, because one thing where I could say that knowing English helps because you know we have a mostly an american asian american audience and mm-hmm. it's good to have it was good to to be able to speak properly mm-hmm. and communicate mm-hmm. um and again most of my models are also other you know other national other asian nationalities and from mm-hmm. there we connected through english mm-hmm. um yeah that basically was it it's it was called the doll life so mm-hmm. it's about dressing up going to conventions and doing fashion shows mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it's great i i like it it's also uh also like shows that you you are filipino you live here you know english language and you also participate in anime conventions which is mostly mm-hmm. like japanese culture right it is yeah, so, it's yeah japanese it's, mm-hmm. yes yes it's it's cool Um, so uh, tell me more about your documentary, I'm Juan Nino, because I think it's very important. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So this one, I am Juan Nino, uh, it, was my, it was our project for the documentary class. And okay, this is another culture, but this mm-hmm. is more of the Native American cultures in San Juan Capistrano. 
mm-hmm. and we follow the uh, well the adventures of the museum owner of uh, Blas Aguilar. That's the museum, and the owner is Domingo Velardez. So we follow him mm-hmm. around doing like the same thing what we do, in, but instead of fashion shows, he does these um, expos mm-hmm. where he gets to share about his culture. Mm-hmm. So, and that's one thing again, being able to converse in English. You know, we were able to make this documentary. Otherwise, it's like, oh, Spanish. We had to learn mm-hmm. Spanish. Mm-hmm. So, um, and happily enough, uh, it was featured in the Newport Beach Film Festival, mm-hmm. I think, in 2018. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yay. <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah, congratulations. It's it's really... I, I, <laughs> saw, I watched this uh, documentary uh, because our professor... He showed us as as example on the documentary class, so it, it's it looks amazing. And I was amazed how how passionate um, Domingo about his own culture. Mm-hmm. And uh, yes, it, yeah, it's it's just amazing. And his daughter also, um, despite though mm-hmm. like uh, the interest uh, with the. When you try to keep your culture so long for so long time, so um, basically you come to the point when your children uh, cannot be interested in it anymore. But his, yes, yes, his daughters, she's very passionate about it as well. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and the, speaking of this documentary, um, what do you think? What role language plays in keeping culture alive? So I mean, exactly in this uh, case or for. Um, in general, I think it's, uh, for me, you have to accept that language does change. So as much as possible, I understand how people would like to hold on to the pure version of their languages, mm-hmm. you know, because you have a uh, cultural pride and you want it to be pure. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, if you keep something pure, if you keep something isolated from the current times, Mm-hmm. Sadly, that aspect of culture dies. So one of the interesting things we are, we were able to even you know touch during the filming of the documentary is how how the uh, how the chants, the songs, usually they're not supposed to be recorded, but and it's and they are only transferred by you know oral tradition where someone sings and then the other person, mm-hmm sings it to the younger generation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and no recording is allowed Mm -hmm. but it's it's the same case it's like do you want to be purist do you want to keep Mm -hmm. that aspect of culture pure or do you want to let it change Mm -hmm. and for me that's the same with language it's you know of course you need to know the uh the grammar the proper structure but then at the same time you have to be open into changing for example filipino filipino even has taglish which mm-hmm. means it's a mixture of Tagalog and mm-hmm. English. Mm-hmm. So Tagalog is the main language where Filipino is based from. Mm-hmm. So we're not we're not purists at all because we have included English words, English structure, and even mm-hmm. you know Japanese, Chinese. Mm-hmm. So that's one way where that's one way how language survives. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and the culture as well, right? I mean, if you keep mm-hmm. your yes, mm-hmm. so it's you know, lang- uh, culture is quite embedded in language because mm-hmm. how else are you going to share culture if not in the you know in the written or or spoken words? 
Mm -hmm. Yes, I agree. And actually, this is my uh, question, which we talked about uh, this question a lot with uh, my previous in my previous episodes. So what do you think? Um, does language affects the culture or culture shapes the language more? Oh, that's actually a very, you know, anthropological question. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, let's see. How would I respond to this? It's so language to me is a uh, it's a recording of culture. Mm -hmm. It's how culture is transported, especially if you are uh, if your culture is primarily dependent on oral tradition. Mm -hmm. When we did not have writing, like even in the Philippines, when we did not have writing, it was mm -hmm. through language that practices, traditions were passed on. Mm -hmm. You know, not just language, but the, the but the singing using the languages. Mm -hmm. So it's very hard to separate the two. Um, but yeah, language is the recording and the rec uh, recollection of culture and cultural practices and beliefs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, yeah. How often you speak Filipino language nowadays? Mm, oh, okay. So it's because even though Filipino is the official language mm -hmm. in the Philippines, again, I explained we had we have several languages, mm -hmm. and another language from my province is Kapampangan. So it's a mix of Kapampangan, Filipino, English, mm -hmm. and I don't know. It just depends, I guess whichever is easiest to communicate with like when you wake up okay i don't want to think right now so i'm just going to say this in either filipino uh in either filipino or kapampangan but then if you're out interacting okay it has to be english so uh -huh. i i actually don't pay attention anymore <laughs> but i guess whatever is more convenient to use mm -hmm. that's that's where my that's what how my brain mm -hmm. i guess you know switches to whichever language to choose it's interesting because uh, so it, it's kind of sh shows that your your first language is Filipino. No, I mean, uh, yeah. So basically, your brain more relaxed when you talk when you speak on your mm -hmm. first language. Yeah, right? you're not translating. Yes, and the but then you could also mm -hmm. there's a, mm -hmm, there's another yeah. funny aspect to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, go ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, another funny aspect of this is that even though I speak in English, sometimes I would speak it with Filipino accent if I'm if I'm somewhat lazy. <laughs> because they have different enunciations right and it's you would you could tell that i'm being lazy by pronouncing english words with a filipino accent mm -hmm. so there's a, that's another aspect mm -hmm. yeah yeah this is this, this is interesting i mean yeah how brain works it's really interesting and uh, what what would you say you think on english language or on filipino how is your process of thinking happens oh, yeah. mm. have you mentioned something notice mm. it have you noticed that? I think it's English. <laughs> English more. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think it's because I use it more, I guess, even more often. Even though speaking in Filipino is easier, but having the, uh, I guess, the thought process. Mm -hmm. it, yeah, it is English. And this is hard to expound, but that's my first, you know, like my first thought. Okay, it's English. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah it's it's cool it's cool it's really it's, it's good so yeah thank you very much Cyril for this conversation mm -hmm. it's really interesting and uh, I, I've learned a lot from it thank you yay you're welcome Rima thanks for having me
That is all for today. This show is produced in partnership with Saddleback Radio. The next episode you can hear on Monday at 2 p.m. Have a great week.